Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and Indeed Prime. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And mobile app developer Russell Ivanovich. Hey, I could do this all day. Probably shouldn't. That's a, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a really long, really long. Hey, you you were just probably celebrating Russell because you know one of our listeners uh, sent out a question asking us to pronounce a street name in Texas, and you were the one that got it right. Yeah. So can you tell us how it was pronounced again? <laughs> no, just I'm not sure which one of my pronunciations was the right one. So I'm going to go with all of them. And hashtag, you know, on this Relay FM, this fine network, we have a hashtag Mike was right. I'm going to start one. Russell was right. I know it's, it's not as catchy. It's a bit longer. There's two R's. It's a bit awkward. But hashtag Russell was right, Yasmin. If you want hey, you know, you to crowdsource right a T-shirt with that when you're on your own. <laughs> there, there is one minor downside to claiming this, and I'm surprised neither of you picked up on this, but... Um, I don't know if you remember last week, I said Aloe wasn't coming out. And then, lo and behold, yes. literally Boom. a day later. You were wrong. Aloe. So I've been wrong twice wrong. now about that. Yeah, Aloe did come out, and we're going to be talking about it, uh, which has been really fun because we've all been testing it and together and all that. Uh, but yes, Russell, you are right on how to pronounce the street name. I, uh, I, I believe you pronounced it like Carclendo or something. I don't know. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we, we totally didn't get that right again. Uh, but you know, we're, we're also celebrating today because it is Google's 18th birthday. Woo! Happy oh, birthday, Google! You, you can vote can and then be drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, Amer- in Australia, you can drink as well. I know in the US, that's not till 21 in, in all states or some states. But in Australia, 18, you're all now states, legally yeah. an adult. You can do everything. Well, uh, yeah, well, we'll have to see where Google identifies, I guess, America. So, yeah, it's it's uh, not allowed to drink yet, but it can vote, which is really important. So, yay, Google. Uh, this morning, you know, I, w- I was looking at the, the morning doodle for, for Google's doodle, and it was uh, really cute. So I told my family, hey, it's Google's birthday today. And my daughter goes, can we go celebrate and have cake? <laughs> uh, and then my, my my husband goes, oh, no, mom has to record tonight. So I'm hoping that after I'm done recording, we can have some Google cake to celebrate uh, Google's birthday. I, I, I want you to, like, film a commercial that you're just, of course, you're just doing it for fun. But then Google is going to actually, when they see it, give you money and want to air it. It's going to be, mommy, can we, it's Google's birthday. Can we get a cake? And he said, why? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, why don't we Google on places that have good cake? <laughs> oh, do you want to see a movie after we have cake? What kind that of movie? Be, yeah. Well, if the Google Assistant was working properly, which we will discuss, that could potentially help us out. But uh, still has some work to do. But no, yes. It, yeah, we, yeah that, that would be a perfect uh, that, uh, perfect ad. Um, there's even a perfect gift because it was actually Android's eighth birthday uh, over the week. And so there was this awesome gift or gift. <laughs> gift. There was this awesome birthday cake that had all the different Android, uh, you know, treats on there. So that was really, really sweet. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, I know some of my family listens to the show. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes of that cake because I'm not saying that this should be the cake that should be given to me at my next birthday, uh, but it would re- make me really happy if I got this cake because it's a it's a pretty awesome looking cake. All right, I think we need a new <laughs> hashtag now. Hashtag Yasmin demands things. So th- this week's Yasmin demand is cake. Ooh, I just saw a picture of the cake. That <laughs> this is cake. You yeah, saw a picture of the cake. That is a really cool Isn't cake. Isn't that cute? Yeah. It's got yeah. all the, the different 
they have versions of Android on it, like starting from gingerbread. You got some, what was the donut one? It wasn't called donut. Or was it called donut? Yeah, I think it was donut. Oh, there was donut. There you go. There's an eclair in there. There's some honeycomb. There's, of course, the famous Kit Kat. Jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jelly beans. Very nice. Froyo. Now, do you think the, the, the cake is completely committed to this whole thing? Like cupcake. It's the first cake that's kind of palatable. You wouldn't really want to have that as the only thing you had to eat. But if you had to, it definitely structurally for the first time, you're just relieved that's the first one to come out of the oven that's kind of like cake. There's donut where, you know what, there are parts of it you actually like. Just don't eat the burnt bits and the eclair. In which, oh, you're making it look way too much like a Twinkie. Don't you realize you don't have to make it? Just because Twinkies are that shape and have that filling doesn't mean that your cake has to have that shape and that filling. Then we get down to nougat, which is, oh, there are other cakes. Why? (laughs) This is, nougat is so chocolatey and fluffy. Yeah, it's, uh, I've taken pictures with some of these treats when we went to the Google campus, Uh, so this is this is cute. The the marshmallow. I, that's the one that was like in front of Google that I took a picture with because that was actually there. But now it's uh, nougat. It's yeah. Be, it's the the be funniest there. thing about those statues is that they're looking really worse for wear. Google needs to give them a revamp or something because you go like I visited them now. I think three years running, and the first year you know they're all shiny and new, and then you go back there three years later to meet your favorite Android, and you're like, oh, oh, you're looking a bit older, a bit worse for wear, a bit. Sort of worn out. It's just much. like regular Android doesn't get a lot of updates, you know. After much, the much, like, oh. much like the apps that have not been updated since those APIs. But I, I, Android, I, uh, Google, I, I, I love your company. I love your products. I think that uh, almost all of your uh, workers are wonderful, clean, polite men and women. I'm going to give you this gift for your birthday that's valued at about $1.3 million. I would not accept one point less than $1.3 if I were a consultant and asked the question, and I would be telling you right now, yes, Russell is right. They're looking, you know, it's, this is your public face, and this is what people want to get their pictures taken next to, so I think you should commission a whole new set of them, just repro- reproduce them, but don't feel as though these old ones want to go into the scrap heap. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to find a section of the parking lot that maybe no one's using. Or you'll find a section of the property where you were going to use it for uh, for a new building for Project Aura before you canceled it and everybody dispersed the other ways. You're going to lay down an acre of AstroTurf. And you're going to use all of those big fiberglass androids to make the Android mini golf course. One for each hole. Yes. You're going to have... Yes. If you get... I think I think that this is the one point three million dollar idea, and I'm giving it to you for free. That's how much I like nougat. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When when I first went to go visit all the treats, the statues, I was kind of let down because I thought uh, I thought I remember seeing pictures of like the Android statues out in like a beautiful like green field in the park or something, and, and I think they were moved. And I was like, oh man, that must be like the coolest place to hang out. There's grass and there's like Android statues everywhere. Like. It is it is amazing. And then when we went to go find him, I was like, where are these awesome statues? Like, where is the green field? And they were just like on a pile of rocks, like behind a building. <laughs> and they were just not that visible. And I was like, oh, I, I, it was like kind of a letdown. I was like, I was expecting the green field. So I'm thinking they really do need to build that, that uh, field or golf course with just, just a cool place to lounge around. There's like a big park that's in front of Google. I'm pretty sure the Mountain View uh, Campus. I'm pretty sure it's not actually part of Google. It's part of the the like the state. So maybe they can ask the city, you know, for yeah. to 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 put the 
uh, tre- the treats on there. I went to the Facebook campus and they tunneled an entire road under a highway. I'm sure Google can, can put up a mini golf course on the other side. They, these tech companies, they, they, they can do things. I, I believe in you, Google. So maybe for your 19th birthday, Google, that's what, that's what you can uh, could do it. Uh, Russell, it looks like you have a last and final Note 7 update. Yeah, so I'm still here. So it hasn't taken off my face or my arm or, or anything else. Um, as, as listeners, regular listeners of the show will know, it was picked up, I think, just before the last episode. So Samson took away my no- exploding Note 7 and they're like, you cannot have this anymore. And I've been sitting here wondering, like, ooh, when's it going to arrive? And literally, as we started this, this call, the replacement Note 7 has arrived. So it's still sitting fresh in its box on my desk. But presumably this is the non-explody version with the, the green battery indicator and everything else. So, yeah, it's gone it's gone reasonably smoothly here in Australia. Like I've heard really bad reports from the US and other people. But yeah, for me, I now have a new, shiny new Note 7. Mm. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're having a good experience. My own point of view is that if I were concerned, if I, uh, if I had the opportunity, I would be, re- I would return it and take the credit or take the money back and then find some way to, if I still had my old phone, use that for the next three or four months. I have a feeling that the best solution for consumers is to wait until there is a revision B hardware, not just we, we put new batteries in the old design. I'm, I mean that there is, that they realize that we need to take a look at the whole thing because oh goodness it's like uh, lithium batteries are always if you're using uh, cheap batteries or using cheap chargers can really fail in a really spectacular way all that has to happen for samsung to suddenly have a double crisis is for three people in the entire world to get their repaired uh, notes back and then they put it uh, hook it up to the like 50 amp charger they bought on ebay that was made in china and they bought for a dollar 30 and oh my goodness hey for some reason the battery exploded and now they got a whole new crisis but i, I feel like i want to wait a few months before i get another note if i if i had bought one yeah i don't, I don't know about i mean i i agree that they're going to get negative press no matter what because now any single thing that happens to any samsung phone even if it's 12 years old doesn't really matter it's going to be all over the news like another samsung phone catches fire like that's that's inevitable, and if you're Samsung, you just have to deal with it. You, you made a mistake, and now there's going to be some backlash, probably for at least six months, maybe a year. Like, I'd be surprised if when they launch you know, the Note 8, or even if they still call it the Note next year, that there's still not going to be some throwbacks to what happened this year. But I, I'd have to be <laughs> fairly confident that the, the ones they've shipped have you know, repaired batteries in them, because if you're Samsung, the company, there is no way in heck that you're taking a risk with this like this this battery from a different supplier or whatever has to be has to be top notch and i have to believe that they've they've gone through the the trouble of making sure that's that's the case yeah hopefully it's a simple problem the uh, uh earlier early early, res- early reports were that uh the batteries used in that run of phones that were 70% of them were samsung uh were samsung batteries 30% were from another supplier and it was the bad ones were among the lot sourced from that other supplier. So presumably what Samsung is doing is just simply saying, okay, guess what? 100% of our battery production, we're going to we're gonna have to tear up any contract we've got to ship these to other people because we're going to divert every single Samsung battery we have that's appropriate to, re, to, to refitting all of these, uh, all these uh, old phones into new ones. I think but, it might be the, the other way around, Andy. So I think it was the Samsung ones that were problematic and there was another supplier in, in China somewhere that supplied the good ones because what happens is they didn't 
actually help sales of the phone in China at all because they had batteries in them from the other supplier already. So I think from what I've heard, they've just switched completely to that other supplier. They've gone to them with a lot of money probably oh and just been like, hey, guys, you know how we wanted 300000 Can we actually have $3 million instead? <laughs> like, here's some cash. Make it happen. Hmm. So basically... There are a lot of plant managers and plant workers that said, honey, you know how we're thinking about getting that ja- that jacuzzi for the backyard? Let's have a hot tub inside the jacuzzi and hire <laughs> Michael Jackson impersonators to lounge around it at all times. I have a feeling we're going to have a really we're, – we're, we're negotiating from a very strong position here. Yeah, I think – and then the reverse is true probably from the people that work in the Samsung factories. They're like – uh, look, I know we were going to go on that holiday to Disneyland, and I promise, but uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to go to like the local McDonald's or something instead. This is this is how it is now. Guess what? Good news! You get to stay here in the factory with all your friends because we've just had our order tripled. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there's so much fun going on inside the plant with all this extra work. We've locked the doors to keep outsiders from wanting to come in and join in our fun. But really, it's just going to be us for the next 18 months getting this order out. And I assure you, we will be getting this order out. <laughs> I have to say, though, we, we're going to discuss this later in the show. But the timing could not be better for the October 4th slash 5th like Google phone. This is this is like <laughs> the, the triangle of perfect. Like whatever you think about the iPhone, it does look like last year's iPhone, whether you think it's amazing inside or not, you know, that's up for debate. But it... Their iPhone this year looks like last year's iPhone. Samsung's uh, uh, galaxies are literally exploding and they've, they've had a recall. So Google, this is your one moment to, to sail in and, you know, grab, grab the victory. What a great year to abandon the, 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 the brand name that you've been building up slowly and credibly for the, next, for the last four, five, six years. What a great year just to start all over again from square number one. <laughs> all right but I, I couldn't if if uh if i wasn't in, if i was into conspiracy theories i would say that uh, google plan plan this because you know the october 4th is supposed to revolutionize oh, if this the was a Android tv show Yasmin, ecosystem there would be someone in like you know a, one of, a hat and some sunglasses just wandering through the factory just like slightly tweaking a few of the machines and being like <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here, sir? Oh, no, you mean they're, they're the quality inspector. Shaking their butt in front of the machines. Is that what you're saying? They're tweaking? <laughs> oh, no, it's twerking. That's, that's called twerking. That's called twerking. And so, oh, so, slightly so, so, different. so they're, so they're dropping know. crystal meth and Oh, going my nuts. goodness. Uh, before this goes any further, I think we have an awesome message from one of our sponsors, Russell. We do, Yasmin. We have someone here to save you from the the awkwardness that is about to occur if we keep talking about drugs and and weird (laughs) dance moves. So yes, this week we have a returning sponsor, and it is Linode. And this episode is brought to you by them. So Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. Uh, You can literally get a server up and running in under a minute. You know, as I said last week, you know, I I did a few of these just recently. Just go into their admin area, you press a few buttons, boom, you've got a server. Um, Plans start at just $10 a month, which gets you two gigabytes of RAM. You'll be able to choose your resources, so which Linux distro you want, uh, where in particular in one of their eight data centers you want this located. And once you're up and running, it is really easy to get going. You know, they have a lot of resources that will help you out. Um, there's, there's just so much, you know, good stuff at Linode. So you might be wondering, oh, who, who else uses Linode? So they have over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their 24-7 support team. Uh, they're open over the holidays, obviously. 
if there's ever anything you need help with, you just go into the admin area, you file a support ticket, someone gets back to you. And they're really committed to improving their infrastructure as well. So recently they did a thing for us and all their customers, in fact, where they switched from a technology called Zen to KVM. And the benchmarks after that were quite impressive. You know, in some cases there was a 300% performance increase, which on a server where, you know, sometimes you want to use all the resources you can, that's a big deal. And, you know, they have all that stuff. They've got a 40 gigabit network, you know, backing it. They've got the, all the infrastructure there to, to meet your needs. So if you're a listener of this show and you're thinking, hmm, I could go for this, you want to go to linode.com, L-I-N-O-D.com slash material, and you get $20 towards your first plan for being a, a listener of the show. So again, linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or, you know, if you're already at the checkout process, you couldn't wait for me to finish reading this ad, material20 is the promo code you want to use. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of RelayFM. Hello, Hello is here. So Hello. Okay, is wait, wait. wait let's, let's, let's stop. I, I did. Uh, there was a pronunciation guide that I think that Google put <laughs> there out. Was. It's, a, it's, it's <laughs> supposed to be aloe as in the topical natural leafy ointment that soothes burns and cuts. Oh, like aloe. Okay. Because well, no, like they, aloe, they, they wanted, <laughs> exactly, they wanted to squash the fun of aloe. Aloe. Ah, oh, like aloe. Well, you know, well, you this say experience that, Andy, has not been but Their very... blog post announcing this had the word aloe three times. And if that wasn't a reference to aloe, 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 I don't, I don't really know what it is. Maybe, maybe someone was just really struggling with like a sunburn and they were just like, aloe, aloe, aloe. Like, please put that on, get they some coverage. They already realized they, they, they blew the opportunity to have Android aloe, Android oh. aloe. Yes, because they feel they feel they feel like it's they've been like getting the first version of Android out the door was like sitting in the sun for 19 hours, then falling asleep for another eight. By the time they got up, they had been thoroughly fried by the problems of trying to compress four or five years of iPhone OS and hardware development into a scramble four and a half months. But so, so aloe. Once again, I'm, spe- I'm speaking aloe, a lot. I'm turning it over aloe. to you, Jasmine. <laughs> soothing aloe or aloe, aloe was finally announced uh, over the week. And I think they did this on purpose because they announced like at night after we recorded, they're like, hey, we can't get material podcast to review this right away. So we need to need to delay it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm saying that it is because of material podcasts. Uh, there may or may not be another really popular Android podcast that gets recorded this same night all about Android. I don't know, but um, I'm going to say it was because of material. They didn't want material to, to talk about it. Uh, so they released after everyone had already recorded. And I think I think maybe it was it was on purpose uh, to kind of give us a, a breather and really kind of work through the app and uh, get to know it. And so Allo was is again the app that was announced at Google I/O this year. And the big selling part of Allo was going to be the personal Google Assistant. And so it was going to be integrated into your chat app, and so that the Google Assistant could help you uh, find you know your local pizza joint um, if you're trying to make a you know recipe plans if you're thinking hey let's cook tonight like let's find some recipes you could do that together to whoever you were talking to so the whole idea is that it is google assistant within the app so that you don't have to go out and and do a google search and then kind of paste it and share it that you can all see it um, and inside of the conversation that you're having 
which, you know, is, was at, when it first got announced was really exciting because for, for me, when I first saw it and I was like, man, this is going to be super, super awesome. Like it is going to have smart replies. It's going to let me uh, find restaurants nearby so that we can all decide together where we want to go. Like it's going to provide the directions all within the app. It's just going to be super, super smart and super not spammy and all of that. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then we actually got the LO app and I, I'm glad I had a whole week to play with it because my first impressions were I'm really sad and disappointed. I had such high hopes for this app and I was really let down. I'm, I'm not. It's like you're talking to your child and you want it to really hurt. I'm just disappointed. I had so many, so much expectations and I just feel like I've been let down. I'm not mad. Down. I'm just disappointed. So, no, I'm, but, but I'm also glad that I did have, after the first days of just being like, Oh man, like I was just expecting so much more. And then I finally was like, took a breather and said, okay, there's obviously a lot of flaws, but there's also a lot of good things. And, and I, we are going to be talking about these things, but so I had some chance to kind of use the app and find out, like play with the Google assistant a bit more and all those tweaks. So yes, at first, once Ella was announced, it was really fun because we were all started uh, testing it. But one <laughs> of the first things that we knew and I was testing with Russell is that it killed our phone battery like no other. Um, I was, uh, we were only chatting, you know, for less than an hour, a couple of minutes, and it had killed my battery up to like 60 percent, and that's all I had done uh, that morning. Uh, but even before that, like actually getting the text authorization, or okay, let, let's uh, take a sorry. Let me take a step back on actually Ello and how you get started with Ello and kind of walk you through that experience. Is that paint first a, you download paint the us a app. word picture? <laughs> I'm going to paint you a word picture. First, you get the app, and let's then you start open it from the very beginning. <laughs> That's a very and there's good. music playing, and you're thinking, hello, it's so soothing. In a world where you get the app. And at first thing at launch, it asks you, please give us your phone number. And so you have to insert your uh, phone number, similar to Duo. It's not tied to a Google account. It's tied to your phone number. And that's how people find you. And you give them that number, and then it actually has to go through the Allo server's and you know, get you the SMS uh, integration all set up. But actually, when I first launched it, I couldn't get it to authorize me. And so off the bat, I was already like, oh, man, I can't get it to authorize me. And I even downloaded the app on my husband's phone because I wanted to test it out with him. And it was giving us trouble getting it to authorize. And I was like, I get it. You know, when you first launch an app, that probably means that servers are really busy. So like, that's actually a good thing because that means there's a lot of people that are trying to get it. So off the bat, took a long time to authorize. When it finally did authorize, you know, started talking uh, to people and it started killing the battery. And one of the things that's different from Allo than Duo is that you can't really tell who is already on the platform. So you can just start messaging people and if they're on Ello, it's great because it's like you both have the app. But if not, it sends it as a SMS text message, which you think, that is wonderful. Like, oh, it, it integrates with SMS in this way. Uh, but it doesn't integrate with SMS in the way that you were hoping, potentially. You would think that the Allo app would send it via your actual phone number that is attached to that account, but it actually sets it up through a Relay account. And so it actually is very spammy where it sends you um, from like just a Relay number and says, hey, Yasmin, and then the number wants you to you know, ta use Google Allo and here's the message that they sent. And so when the, it, so it can be really confusing when someone gets this message and is like, 
oh, what what's going on? Is this uh, is Yasmin got a new number? Or you know, it's it's a bit confusing. I don't know if y'all had this this experience. <laughs> if I, I hear the word confusing, and yeah, whatever whatever has been said, there there's so many just whiskey tango foxtrot moments that i had with it and a lot of it is on me because i had certain ex like again i'm not a, i don't have the parenting experience that you have but i've been a child of a parent who's used that phraseology on me and yes i, I was expecting more from you uh hello uh, it's it's i was really hoping that it was gonna be kind of like how google hangouts will integrate sms i was kind of hoping that allo would integrate hangouts and sms and be the one if I, if I wanted to have a does it all sort of app i could really use it uh, but it's so separate from everything else that i still need to have hangouts for the people who want to use hangouts um it doesn't even it, it handles sms so badly that it, i really <laughs> yeah. think it handles it worse than if it didn't handle it at all because yes. i sent it I sent a text message to a friend, and I think he got it. And okay, great, well, that's great. So it integrates. So gee, you know what? I think uh, for testing purposes, I'd like to st- set Allo as my default SMS app. And well, oh gee, I don't see it in the settings. Oh, I'm so silly. What? Why can't I? Oh gosh, I'm so full. I think I'm such an expert, but I can't find a simple. No, it's not there. And part of the reason for that is that. It's not really sending an SMS. What it is doing is it's sending – instead of going through your phone's uh, your phone company's uh, actual uh, uh, SMS network, it's sending it through a Google proxy. So the person who receives it doesn't get all that cool, hey, look, here's a smiling picture of my friend Andy and not some sort of a telemarketer who's trying to sell me things. I should answer this right away to say nothing of the fact that wondering if when you have a brand new uh, sort of chat app – it's so incredibly valuable for the producers of this app to get as many people signed up as possible. So they're really going to try to headlock you into deliberately or accidentally uh, advertising a sign-up link to your friend. And your friend just wants to know, is it going to be pizza or is it going to be subs tomorrow for lunch tomorrow? Uh, they don't want to say, actually, I don't want to see three paragraphs of, hey, did you know that your friend is using it? Hello, the exciting new assistant powered thing from Google. Like, yes, <laughs> subs or pizza. That's really all I'm here for. Or calzone, which is a kind of pizza folded over. We really don't care. I um, mean, just there's so much of it over and over and over again. But the, and the problem was... Uh, and the sad thing was, there's so much of it that I really liked. You can see uh, Google Assistant, my goodness, when they start folding this into not just Allo, but all, but all other apps, uh, there is a uh, – on the Google blog post, there was a really delicious line. Uh, they're describing Google Assistant – uh, we're starting with a preview edition to show you just one way that your assistant will work for you in chat. And here I've bolded this to make sure that I – so I use the dramatic voice. Over the coming months, your assistant will be available in more Google products working seamlessly throughout your day at home or on the go. And it's it makes you think about uh, – how valuable is your spell is your custom spelling dictionary once you've had it f- you've been transferring it from phone to phone for the past three or four years? I mean, this dictionary has every single colloquialism that you have picked up in your decades on this planet. Imagine Google Assistant because every time you move to a new phone, it takes that knowledge with you uh, and uh, so now when it starts to power YouTube, it really knows 
what times, what things, what do you like to do at what times a day, what people might be interested in, in seeing this, friends of yours might be interested in seeing this as well. It really could be that secret sauce that makes everything that much zippier, but it's unfortunately stuck inside an app that's not ready to be your go-to app. It doesn't do any, as far as I can tell, it doesn't do anything that other existing apps don't do better. And even when you compare it to uh, like the new version of Apple's Messages app, which is in this exact same position as Google is in, which is trying to say, oh, my God, we've been so busy trying to make sensible, grown-up, we-are-industry-titan-style apps that we have not been paying attention to the people who are using WhatsApp and using all these really fun other tools. It's not as – so, unfortunately, Allo is also not even as polished as Apple's uh, decision to address this. So I'm really disappointed. I'm hoping – I'm sure it'll – I know it's – they're going to keep on developing it, but I really can't wait for the next version. I think the things that really, really uh, bugged me because I really wanted to use this as a messaging app. And here's some things that are just like really irked me because it actually made my experience uh, like worse where I actually had to go um, and change my routine because I was trying to use Allo as a communication tool. So one of the things that Allo does is that it um, doesn't... Well, it doesn't allow you to reply within the notification, like the new um, Android 7 notifications that you can actually do like a direct reply with in line within the notification and type in what you want. Um, Hangouts has it. Messenger has it. Like Slack app has it. A lot of the apps already have it. I think even um, I think Twitter app has it. But the Allo doesn't actually have that integrated. So there's no way for you to actually do a reply within there, which I know you're like, oh, it sounds a bit silly. Um but it actually makes your experience bad if you are in a position where you can't get your phone out. And with this, this happens to me all the time because when I'm driving and I plug my phone in for Android Auto, I use my watch to look at my notifications and my messages to reply or I reply via Android Auto because I can do you know SMS and stuff. And so it actually uh, made me call my husband because we were trying to coordinate going to go pick up our daughter and like uh, my work is really far away and like I had been stuck in traffic and I'm like who's going to get there before the other person and I'm waiting to hear back from my husband you know for him to tell me hey I'm almost there or you have to go pick her up and I couldn't read the entire uh, notification on my watch and it wasn't integrated with Android Auto so it actually wouldn't read the message that he sent so I actually had to call him while I was driving in Android Auto in order to find out hey do I need to pick up our daughter or or are you going to be able to make it and so like it literally made me do something that was just out of the ordinary where I was like I just want to use this app as a text messaging Um, I will I will make this note is that if you are having only one conversation and I'm going to say a conversation which is a group of people or one other person that you're in a conversation with a thread it will display all the messages and notifications so you can read them. But if there's more than one conversation going and they appear in a notification, they don't expand. And so you actually can't see the, the messages. So that's where the, the issue is. So it's, it's a small things like that that really kind of irked me because it was like you want people to use this as the messaging tool. And I know that the whole point of this was really to show off the Google Assistant. But people aren't going to be willing to spend time with the Google Assistant if you know the 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 messaging experience isn't that great or isn't adding anything else that it's already there which is like in hangouts or even text messaging yeah it's funny like it, i i agree with a lot of you say i think the difference for me is i had different expectations for this app so 
right when I saw it at Google, I, I was really excited. I'm like, finally, they're killing Hangouts. And, and a Google, you know, one of our developer reps came up to me afterwards. He's like, yeah, I saw your tweet. Like, they're, they're not actually killing Hangouts. It's going to be around. So I wasn't expecting this to be a Hangouts replacement. I wasn't even expecting this to be my SMS uh, client. I don't really care about that much, but I was still insanely disappointed. And before you start your emails, I know it's a 1.0, I know it can improve, I know they can add features over time, but the point is this is 2016 and we've had messaging apps for a long time. We've had good messaging apps for a long time. You've got iMessage, you've got WhatsApp, you've got Facebook Messenger. I could keep rattling these off all day. There are a lot of good messaging apps out there. And so for Google to bring out a new one and say, hey, look, you know, we understand artificial intelligence. This one's going to have an assistant in it and the assistant's going to help you with all sorts of amazing things. It's going to learn about you. It's going to help you out. And to finally get access to that, I was just really disappointed. Like the assistant doesn't seem to be able to do a lot. It doesn't seem that useful. It takes up a lot of conversation space as well. Whenever you ask it a question... Oh, yeah, when you, terrible. Yeah, when you take into account the size <laughs> of the keyboard, even on a big phone... One question to the assistant sort of like scrolls all other conversations off the page and I feel like there could have been a better UI solution to that. I also feel like what we're expecting from Google was amazing artificial intelligence and I feel like with Google Photos we got that. You know, when they launched that and you started doing a search, you're like, wow, okay, all these years of, of imaging yeah. images and everything else has finally paid off. And th- that was Google at its best. You're just like, wow, okay, I, I see the, I see the, where this AI is going. It's brilliant. I, it makes... Apple doing things like indexing photos on your phone just looks stupid, honestly, because, yeah, it's just the wrong place to do that processing. You know, Google got that part of right. And then when I saw the assistant in Allo, I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. I know Google is really good at AI. We've seen them do amazing AI before, but this AI, I don't understand. I mean, I get I can ask it questions. I get I can order pizza, but I don't want to order pizza on my messaging app. I don't want to do any of that. I, <laughs> I want something that's useful. I want something that helps me, but I don't know that I'm sold on this assistant yet. I, I really, I really don't know that I'm sold on it. I think the the best thing that we've seen from Google is when they've done things that are really smart, but it's always behind the scenes and you don't have to really think about it. That's what makes Google Photos so amazing, right? Is you start doing a search for your your daughter or your you know your dog or something, and it pulls up all these pictures from years years ago um, and shows them to you, and you're like, wow, I didn't index any of it. It's just so smart, it automatically does it, okay? Google Now, the same thing. You, it notices where when you go to work you know, in the morning, and it knows what you're work addresses. And if you enter it, of course, they'll know it off the bat. But if you start going there every morning, it's going to ask you, hey, is this a, is this the work address? Like it, it prompts you and it's using everything behind the scenes. And what I've come to notice is that the Google Assistant just seems so invasive because it does take up so much visual space that it feels like it just t- spams the entire conversation and actually makes it hard to have that conversation of like, where are we going to have pizza tonight? Because the whole thing is filled up with the with the, the Google Assistant. And of course, that's something that can be changed uh, with visual design. Like, I think they're, they're going to make tweaks on that and it's going to just appear so much better. For, but for now, it just feels like Google Assistant is spammy and intrusive, where the best part of Google that we've seen with artificial in- intelligence is when it does things behind the scenes and it surprises us and delights us in ways that we are just like amazed. Um, and I, and I I want to touch on the Google Assistant bit because the whole thing is Google it's Google has always been really good at finding results for you right like you the search results are amazing but the whole thing that they were talking about Google 
assistant was like, finally, Google is going to introduce this conversation medium. You're going to be able to have a conversation with it. Um, it's going to remember the past questions and boom. Like for one of the examples, they said, uh, Sundar, he's like, I want to go to a movie tonight. And it's like, oh, you know, movies in your area. And he's like, I'm taking the kids. Oh, here's all the family friendly movies. And I try to do that scenario. It didn't work. Uh, but one thing that was even more annoying is I was just like, oh, cool. I just want to ask it what time is the presidential debate tomorrow? And it goes, here's what I found on the web. And it actually didn't find any information that was actually correct. But then I typed in presidential debate dates and then Google Assistant responded with, the first presidential debate is at 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. on Monday, September 26. And I'm like, why didn't, couldn't you give me that when I asked you what time the presidential debate was tomorrow? Like, it, so it's not, it's not all there. It's really, the conversation is just not, it's, it's not as smart um, I did have some other conversations with it that were, you know, nice. I think they, they did try to work with, uh, you know, playing at the whole like personality level. Uh, they want you to ask it what its favorite color is and ask it some jokes. Um, you know, I asked it if it was a fan of Star Trek uh, and it said me not being a fan would be highly illogical. And so like just stuff like that, that's just like, OK, that's really cute. Um, there was another one where I asked Google, do you love me? And it said, I love you to the moon or sorry, I love you like the moon loves the stars. And I sent it a kissy face and it says, I don't, I did have, I didn't have a time to get chapstick on. And so it was just like these things that I'm like, <laughs> wow, like that's really creative and really smart of Google. But then when I ask it what time the presidential debate is tomorrow, it can't provide me that. And that's actually useful information. And so the thing that is always going to be um, a thing that hinders all these chatbots is can you provide the information that I'm actually looking for? This is a problem we see with Siri all the time when people ask Siri to do something and Siri's just like, I'm sorry, here's a search result and I don't know what you're talking about. And so I, it's in, I, I will say it's in the preview edition. It says it in letters up there, Google Assistant preview edition. But boy, I really hope they get this uh, ironed out before Google Home is announced on October 4th because... If not, people are just going to be really disappointed. Yeah, because this is real. This assistant, boy, was I excited about it at I.O. Because we all know that this is exactly the sort of thing that Google does extremely well. They have a user base of people who have uh, – I feel as though people who uh, use Google services heavily at some level have decided to opt in on the great transaction, which is that I know that you make your money by learning stuff about me and then helping advertisers anonymously, from my point of view, find uh, find me and, and target that to me. But I believe that by giving you more information about my, by myself, my personal information, you're going to be able to you're going to be in a, a wonderful opportunity to build services that really help me out. And when you think about having an assistant that is as uh, conversational and day-to-day -day practical as Alexa, but also when you ask what the weather is, it has the ability to understand why you're asking what the weather is. You're not asking about – it knows that, oh, well, he usually goes for a run around this time. I should make sure he know. I should make sure that I give him the someone who's going out thinking about actually going out for a run in this weather, not people who are going for a drive to the commuter rail station in this weather. Stuff like that. Just and and I don't think Google is responsible for people like me 
thinking that, oh, goodness, I can just imagine how good this could be. But uh, I, I, I wonder if they could have launched this more successfully if they simply had – they're going to quietly do a, 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 a quiet like dot release of, uh, of the SMS app, a quiet dot release of uh, Google Hangouts. And by the way, on the Google Play Store, you can also download this thing called Google Assistant. And just like uh, Google Play is this thing you download that is a flavor enhancer for all kinds of different Google experiences, if you have chosen, you've said, thanks, so, and then Google says, thank you so much for installing. You know, this is just a preview. It's not ready yet, but you've, I think you'll have a lot of fun seeing what happens when you have an assistant tied into the Google-branded services that are wired up to, 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 uh, to use this right now. And thank you. You're helping us make a better product. It's when you gave this app such a big buildup uh, at Google I.O. And, of course, in a demo, anything is possible. <laughs> you know, you can have zero-calorie ice cream that gets all the ants and roaches out of your house when you every time you eat it. And it makes a great demo, but then you have to ship it, and it, people are going to have those expectations about it. So I'm, I'm a little bit let down. And the, actually, the, the bigger thing that I'm let down on is that this is now the second, third, or is it even the fourth big announcement from Google I.O. that come the fall, end of summer, when this thing is supposed to ship, Google said, yes, you're just kind of kidding about that. Only this, they're just kidding about something really, really important, which was the end-to-end encryption that they were promising that Allo's was going to use. This was not a small feature. Again, I feel as though people who rely heavily on Google services have made that transaction. Nonetheless, they have kind of a responsibility as as the per, as the uh, uh, person who used to drink too much when they were eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and almost uh, almost got into a drunk driving accident. But they've been clean and sober for the past fifteen years. They still have an obligation to make sure that they were they know that. If there's one area in which you might not trust me with, it's with security and personal information. And you could talk about, uh, and, and we're going to make sure that uh, we're go- that uh, we're not snooping into private conversations, and we're going to keep uh, keep your stuff safe. Uh, and so, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Russell in the back channel uh, corrected me that they didn't promise end-to-end encryption. Uh, they just promised not to store the messages for very long. Didn't they? Wasn't end-to-end encryption? Yeah, end-to-end encryption they promised in the incognito mode only, and that they, they delivered that. Right, okay. So if you go into inc- one, incognito, yeah. you get end-to-end okay. encryption. But what they did say is we're not going to store your messages, so they're not going to you right. know be there for a long time. And now they've walked that back. They're like, well, actually, right. they're going to store them. They uh, they uh, at I/O uh, I have notes here that Google explicitly promised that any data retained would be purged quickly and thus be irretrievable by subpoena, uh, and the gold standard pretty much for these big services, be it Apple, be it Facebook, be it Google, is to say. It doesn't matter what papers get served to us. We will not have any data that we can access that we can we can hand over by subpoena. Uh, and so, when that kind of got walked back, it it really surprised and heavily disappointed a lot of people, even more than they were disappointed about the SMS support in LO. Uh, the Verge uh, did a lot of work and t- apparently got some official sources at Google to comment on this. Um, I'm going to quote uh, their article here saying, according to Google, the change was made to improve Allo's smart reply feature, with which generates suggested responses to a given conversation. Like most machine learning systems, the smart replies work better with more data. As the Allo team tested those replies, they decided the performance boost from permanently stored messages 
messages was worth giving up privacy benefits of transient storage. Uh, the decision will also have significant consequences for law enforcement access to Allo messages. By default, Allo messages will now be accessible to lawful requests, similar to message data in Gmail and Hangouts and location data collected by Android. Uh, although they do uh, point out that in the past, Google legal officers have stated that a mere subpoena is not sufficient to ab- obtain that information, stating, and here they're quoting uh, Google, we believe a warrant a warrant is required by the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution, unquote, for access to private information in a Google account. But it's not going to, you know, you're, you're seeing that guy that almost wrapped a car around a tree because he was drunk at the barbecue with his second beer in his hand. And you're like, I don't want to go down this road again. This is not what I want to see. So it's bad. It would have been bad if at I.O. they simply didn't say anything about message retention uh, and just let people just say, well, we're just going to have to wait to see what actually comes out. It's really bad when they say, we, we acknowledge this is an important thing and that's why we're giving it to you. And then two and a half months later, it doesn't matter why they don't give it to you. They're saying, apparently there's some things we think are more important than purging data very quickly. The, the irony of them keeping all the messages is that, Russell, you logged in to a different uh, phone on Ello, and the message conversation that you and I were having didn't get loaded onto your phone, right? Yeah, so, so the experience in Hangouts is Google stores your messages on their server for I'm not sure how long, but I do, I do know that you log into the web or another phone and all your Hangouts messages are there, so both sides of the conversation. And with Allo, like Google have said, yeah, we need it for the AI, but they don't actually restore that conversation. So if you set it up on another device, like the conversation is gone. So you've, you've crossed that privacy line and then you haven't given me any user benefit. Like to, to me as a user, like the assistant getting better is not really a user benefit. And I will say, I know sometimes there's storms in the teacup around Google and especially from the Apple side of the fence, people are like, oh, that Google always, I have zero problems with a Google algorithm indexing my Gmail. I think the very nature of email is that it lives on a server. It lives on someone else's server. It's, it's there. I expect that to be indexed. I expect that to be there. I don't have the same expectations of a messaging client that doesn't, give me the messages on, on every platform. So if I don't get them on my various phones, if I don't get them on the web, if I don't get them in some kind of Mac app, that you storing them for your system is not, that's over the line for me. That's that's not really acceptable. That's a benefit to you, Google. That's not really a benefit to, to me, the user. And, and I'm really hoping that's an oversight because that's, uh, for me, that's like messaging 101. But the, the, then I, that just goes back to the the thing that we're talking about where it's like, there's so many things that are messaging 101 that, that Allo didn't uh, get right. And so, yeah, that, that was one thing where it's like, why can't I see the conversations? You're obviously storing them. You, you said you were <laughs> going to, and now I can't see them. Um, another fun thing that we found out that is broken, and I'm sure it's an oversight as well, is that when you delete a message in an Allo conversation, it's deleted from your view, but not the person or people that you're in a conversation with so it kind of defeats the purpose (laughs) yeah it's essentially deleted and maybe it's gone from the (laughs) server as well but the person you've sent it to already has it it's still there so and they has it so (laughs) so that's so sad so i'm I'm hoping that gets fixed um i do want to touch on the incognito mode uh just a bit because this one is actually pretty interesting so this is actually a pro tip if you are trying to find out 
who is using Elo, and um, so you're not spamming everyone with those uh, relay messages. If you hit, you know, new start new conversation and go and start incognito chat, you can see all your contacts that actually have Elo uh, installed already, and then you can start an incognito chat with someone. Uh, the interesting bit is that you can set how long the messages will self-destruct for. So they have them up for like all the way to a week to five seconds in one minute, um, you know, so it could self-destruct really easily. Uh, one thing to consider is that it, the expiration and the self-destruct happens as soon, the countdown happens as soon as a message is sent. So if you are in a conversation with someone and you set the self-destruct for 30 seconds um, and the person had set their phone down to go do something else and then came back to the phone after 30 seconds had happened, they won't see that message because it self-destructs from the time the message will send the countdown. So, which is kind of, which I, I get from a security standpoint, you're like, all right, I just, if for whatever reason this phone gets lost, I don't want anyone to have access with it, access to it. Uh, but it's just still kind of funny because it's like that person may have not seen that message. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it does so make some of those short some times interesting because like with Snapchat, yeah, I like can send someone a message <laughs> and they get five seconds to view it. But it's not five seconds from when I sent it because that would be quite funny if you're sending people all these snaps and they're like, did yeah. you send <laughs> me like, something? Sorry. Because there's nothing here. <laughs> so, it's like a fun game. You, you have five <laughs> seconds to screenshot this. <laughs> so there's definitely some things that I hope they iron out. Um, you know, and let's uh, – one more thing that I want to touch on is – the stickers that they've attached to uh, Ello are kind of morbid. <laughs> they, they've added stickers, and, have, and as we learned last week, as you've been able to add stickers to Google Hangouts and even their default SMS Messenger app for a bit, it's not as fun as stickers on iOS where you can drag them on top of stuff. Uh, but you can add stickers, and they even have ones that are custom designed. So the Ello ones are pretty pretty interesting Um I, they hired out people to actually design these, uh, but one of them is actually pretty morbid. It's uh, I sent this one to Andy, and I was talking to him because he said something funny, and I was like, oh, this one says ha-ha, and it has a dinosaur on it, and it's actually a dinosaur crushing people in a car, and it rolls from side to side, and it says ha-ha, and the most terrible part is under the people underneath move as well. Like, it is... <laughs> Like it is morbid. I was like, I was like, what? That is that is uh, that's pretty morbid. There. So, art is a reflection of the society that created it. Uh, yeah, that's see. It's also kind of adorable because, like Yasmin, after she like saw what was happening, felt the need to apologize via <laughs> actual written explicit text. I was just like, sorry about that, but uh, and Andy was probably like, no, this is this is hilarious. I love it. No, so it's just uh, it's it's pretty funny. The some of the stickers on there. Uh, I guess one last thing, I will give them a shout out for the UI for their. They have some games um, that you can play with the Google Assistant, and one of them is I played the entertainment quiz, um, and this was actually pretty uh, fun. It gives you it asks you entertainment questions like TV or movie related questions, um, and then you can answer it, and then it goes. It's like gives you like five seconds or ten seconds to answer. Uh, but the fun bit, the UI is actually really uh, beautiful because. It really, it tells you who the character was after you've answered the question, uh, but it does it in such a subtle way that's like oh, not overpowering your entire uh, screen. Where it just tells you like, oh, that you know, Bob Saget played Danny Tanner on Full House. That that was the name <laughs> of the character, uh, but it does it in a delightful way. So there were some things that were fun in LO. I just um, 
I, I will just be looking forward for the next releases because <laughs> I need some updates. I'm just happy this wasn't announced at Google I.O. because what would have happened is a bunch of journalists uh, and tech enthusiasts would have been downloading this app, would have been playing with it, trying to find a new restaurant pizza joint in the new city that they're in. And the batteries would have died within like an hour of using it. And then people would have been stranded in an unknown city because Allo killed their batteries. And this episode of Material is brought to you by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps tech talent such as software developers and data scientists simplify their job search and land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salaries and equity upfront. The average software developer gets five employee contacts and an average salary offer of 125000 Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, no strings attached. And when you're hired, Indeed Prime gives you $2,000 bonus to say thanks for using Prime. But, but, but this is the cool part. If you are a Material Podcast uh, user and you're using the Material Podcast link, you'll get a 5,000 bonus instead. Sign up now at indeed.com forward slash material to get an extra $3,000 bonus and you get a new job and you can thank Material for the new wonderful job that you just got. Who says we're not uh, helping people achieve their dreams? You know, we're, we're getting people employed um, and we're also telling them about the news. Things that, speaking of things that were announced at Google I.O. is hardware. There was some hardware an- announced at Google I.O. and we're all pretty excited. Um, and there are rumors, rumors that the October 4th event is going to fulfill some of those, uh, f- some of those promises of the new, of new hardware and in particular, Google Home. Yeah, it's like, uh, sorry, uh, listeners, if it sounds like we've been talking about rumors about what's going to be announced October 4th. uh, But, you know, we're only I'm used to just getting like there's one set of rumors that, okay, now it's close enough to the thing that the pictures of the real phones have to be someone's got them and someone's not going to be too careful with them. That's going to get out. And so, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, okay, so here are the specs of the two new phones. Oh, my goodness, they're going to be called Pixel. I certainly hope it has that LED bar. Ha ha ha. And we're going to maybe get a 4k chromecast with uh, that supports hdr uh and i'm sure this is going to be the time that they're going to show off google home i don't know why but some seem on some barrel of secrets seem to have burst or google was disappointed with how much press the iphone 7 was getting and so all of a sudden over the past couple days a whole raft of brand new things start coming out um, starting, I think what uh, really, so this might be hype. This might be stage managed. Let's get people excited about October 4th to make sure everyone's paying attention when we've got the Ramada ballroom all booked and the cameras uh, running. Um, it started off with, uh, uh the, uh, uh Google's, uh, senior vice president of Android slash Chrome slash the Play Store, Hiroshi Lockheimer. Those were a man and a woman in very from 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 distant lands that found each other and found love. Hiroshi Lockheimer, I like that. Uh, he but he tweeted uh, and I'm quoting here: "We announced the first version of Android eight years ago today. I have a feeling eight years from now we'll be talking about October fourth, twenty sixteen." And now there are a 
bunch of rumors that have been coming out alongside that. Uh, the big one, the one that is nice and crunchy and makes you want to lean back in your chair and put on a fake beard so you can stroke your beard while you think about this sort of thing. Uh, the big rumor is that Google will not ship, but will at least demonstrate the long-awaited, long-rumored singularity between Android and Chrome OS. The, the operating system that, whether it's called Android or Chrome or something else, uh, is combining Android with Chrome OS, the best parts of both. Um, the code name is Andromeda. The Wall Street Journal uh, had really good sources last year uh, saying that it would get a public demo in 2016. Uh, sources also confirmed that the year to, right now is 2016, uh, but that it would ship in 2017. So that seems to go in line with that. Uh, and it would. it's really exciting because... Anything they're going to do to merge Android and Chrome would seem to point to creating a really modern, relevant computer that is a tablet. It's a lightweight operating system that nonetheless exposes a full file system and a full network stack to all the users. So it can be as inexpensive, as streamlined, as fast as an iPad, and yet have the form factor of a notebook and be as easy to manipulate as a notebook, as a huge fan of uh, uh of the iPad Pro and again it's never close never far away from me and I, every time I leave the house I leave the house with my iPad Pro love the iPad but the big pain in the butt is always how do I tra- that that moment where I need to try to do something with it that I had not planned on when I packed for this trip um so that's the that's that's the only thing I read uh, about Lockheimer the all the other uh, lots of other uh, news sites have been sort of I wouldn't say corroborating, but saying that would be quite credible. Although, Yasmin, you've heard something different? No, I'm, I'm trying to find out. There was, because um, I, I believe there was rumors of Android and Chrome OS being, um, this was a while back that they were going to merge. And it right, was actually, right. I believe, uh, yeah, Hiroshi Lockheimer actually denied it. So I can't remember though. So I, I need to like. I do, I'm trying to find I, out. Do you remember I, that? I do remember early. I do remember earlier in the summer. By th- my memory, and it's not specific, uh, because hey man, if you if you remember stuff from early summer, you didn't have a summer, man. Uh, but I remember there being a very specific rumor about I, I believe to be a very specific product, not the idea of an of a project Andromeda. Um, it's, it's just such a logical, it's, I, I want to keep believing that, uh, they're certainly working on it because it's such a logical thing for them to do. They're having such a gr- Google's having such a great year. There's, there's, there's very little that's as satisfying than when you introduce a new platform that everybody ridicules because they just don't get it saying, Oh, nice going a Chromebook. So you basically invented a $300 computer that runs a free web browser. Yeah. <laughs> only Google, huh? But Chromebook has been eating apples lunch in education there's no other way to put it where uh, their uh, school districts are basically taking back their racks of uh, of ipads and basically because chromebooks work better they know that they they the, the quotes that i've been getting from uh, administrators and people who have, who had headed up this program saying that our students they need keyboards and they need trackpads they if you give them an ipad 
it's just too hard to keep them. If they they love they want to play games on it. They don't want to learn on it, and they need to be able to write and type on it. And they can't do it with that that sort of stuff, particularly uh, on a uh, on a machine that's going to cost them uh, cost the school district three, four, five hundred dollars at least with a discount, as opposed to being able to walk into any Best Buy and getting a really good Chromebook for two hundred dollars or less. So the idea of making a meteor, whether it's a amplified version of Android or amplified version of Chrome or something that they're going to call something else entirely. The ability to say, here is our $300 Samsung or HP notebook, but it's not just running what you will recognize as a Chrome browser window. It has overlapping windows and you can install stuff from the Play Store and you can attach mass storage to it and you can attach networks to it. And it will, and you will, because you already have a, a computer, you spend a thousand dollars for at home or you've got a real laptop that your 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 work issued you you will not care that this laptop that gets 14 hours of battery life and runs like stink on top of slick because it's so uh, streamlined uh, is is uh, is not really a, a a windows or a mac machine so so I did some research while you were talking, Andy, and I did find the article. So Lockheimer, so this was November 2nd, 2015, so less than a year ago, almost a year ago. Uh, I think it must have been when the article was released that they were going to be folded and, be, and become one. And the the title is Chrome OS is here to stay. And then one of the paragraphs, it says, over the last few days, there's been some confusion about the future of Chrome OS and Chromebooks based on speculation that Chrome OS will be folded into Android. While we've been working on ways to bring together the best of both operating systems, there's no plan to phase out Chrome OS. Uh, so that was, I mean, a lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in a year, but um, that, that was the response. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's one of those things where you have a project that's in the works. It, it may or may not come off. And people speculate about too early and you're like, oh, we should put a stop to this because we still want people to buy Chromebooks. We still want this stuff to go on sale. This could be two, three years off. It might never come. I think the current levels of, of rumours, though, pretty much point to this is definitely coming. And I think the most interesting thing about this to, to consider from an Android point of view is will the operating system be closed source? And the only reason that's interesting, I don't mean they'll stop giving it to manufacturers. I mean, will they stop letting manufacturers modify it? Because when you buy a Chromebook from HP, when you buy a Chromebook from whoever else, they all come with the same Chrome OS. They all have, you know, auto-updates turned on, like wonder if this is the future of, especially on the Android side of things, if Andromeda becomes the operating system that goes onto phones. Does that mean if you're a Samsung, you no longer get to put your UI customizations on top? You know, if these things no longer coexist side by side. Like, and does that also mean that Google starts sidestepping all the weird and wonderful requirements for getting an update out? Because whenever you tell someone about Android, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. But when am I going to get Nougat, you know, 2052, like if I'm lucky, if there's, you know, an update. I wonder if that all that stuff, you know, could be fixed and made you know more interesting if if these two things do combine yeah and remember uh, just a month a month and a half ago uh google posted to was it just a the github of completely open source uh sort of hybrid operating system that would be as suitable for a watch as for a desktop system making a big deal about how they needed they, they feel as they felt as though there at least needed to be research into something to, that would be serve the function that linux has served as the core of all kinds of different devices but doesn't bring 28 years worth of infighting and baggage with it that we they can just start clean um and also you have to maybe it's because we are close to a presidential election that my antennae are very finely tuned to 
<laughs> technicalities in language, they can say that uh, the spirit of Chrome is inside Andromeda, or they can say that Andromeda is actually a function to take Chrome OS to the next level, so it's still called Chrome OS, even if you can't really recognize it. You, uh, you, can, you might even make the case that because uh, Chrome OS now has access to the Play Store, it can run Android apps on uh, I, a, the latest slate of Chromebooks. They're starting. They're actually starting to roll out now. Uh, I keep getting. I keep. Uh, there's a. There's now a rule inside my message inbox to, for topics that interest me to say. Please make sure I see this PR hit. And so I'm getting a lot of stuff about. Hey, by the way, their Chromebook can actually run Windows. It's going to be really, really good. <laughs> so uh, there, it, it, you could make the case that they're already sort of moving Chrome away from. Hey, all we got to do is build a simple laptop that can just run the Chromium browser. And of course, there's, st- there's stuff running behind it to make it an operating system. But chiefly, all it has to do is to run Tab Windows and, and Chromium, and that's it. They're already trying to say it's a Chromebook, but it does that doesn't mean that you can't have Facebook Messenger as a real, you know, uh, mobile app with Windows that you can actually drag from here and there. The the only thing I want them to keep is uh, the ability to you know Chromecast TV shows from the Chromebook because that's that's kind of the benefit. You can't really do that from a lot of the Android apps because of Stuff and stuff and legal stuff. Stuff and stuff and legal stuff gets in the way. Stuff and stuff and legal stuff. I'm not a lawyer. It's the worst. I'm not a lawyer. I know this is the kiss of death if Russell says it's coming, but I think I'm pretty sure they're going to announce this week. Like, uh, sorry, announce this next week. And I think it's really considerate of them this time around, and perhaps it's a sign on how confident they are that they are doing this announcement before our show records next week. You know, normally if they're trying to bury something, because we're so influential in this industry, you know, we're the most biggest giant news outlet that could ever cover your things. If you put it just after our show recording, like Allo, it's a sign. It's a sign. Whereas if you put it before, I think they're confident. And the other thing I will say is, like I was saying last week, you don't see a lot of physical advertising from Google, and they have physically put up a lot of advertising here even in australia you have these giant sort of see-through phones that say you know october 5th you know google <laughs> event and that's that's really unusual to see we normally are very used to seeing samsung billboards everywhere we're extremely used to seeing apple advertising everywhere you don't normally see google advertising in australia so they're definitely hyping this one up oh my gosh russell i don't know how to break it to you but they got the date wrong october 5th <laughs> It's supposed to be October 4th. That was silly. Oh, time zones. How do they even work? Does that mean we get it a day later than you? They announce it and then they announce it again. You get it a day later. We get it October 4th. Uh, (laughs) Other things that are are supposed to be announced is a rumored Google Wi-Fi. Don't you already have one of those? Yeah. well, no, well, they, they, not that one. No, no, no. no, no. Yes, me. Many Google devices support Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi. I don't even remember what Why? Wi-Fi stands Why? for. I think it's a made-up word. Anyway, uh, but yeah, this is another Australia, thing where Wi-Fi represent. <laughs> Sorry, I have to get that in there. So this uh, this sounds interesting. Uh, Android Police uh, broke the story, and then Droid Life, after seeing that Android Police had written about this hundred twenty nine dollar Wi Fi router, said, "Oh, we've known about this for months. We were just okay. Fine. Now we'll now we'll tell you everything we know about it." Uh, so that's t- altogether they've put together a pretty clear picture. A hundred twenty nine dollar. Uh, if you got one of these, it's a Wi Fi router, and it shares a lot of DNA with uh, Yasmin's favorite uh, Wi Fi base station, uh, and supposedly it will be controlled via the on. App. So, so if that's true, it'll be very easy to set up and configure and uh, administrate. But the big payoff is that it will be a mesh network. So if you keep buying more $129 uh, uh, Google Wi-Fi's, 
It's not like uh, those $40 boxes you get at Best Buy that are Wi-Fi extenders that do something kind of complicated and they kind of hork your bandwidth and it's not really a great way to extend uh, the, uh, the the network. This is actually setting up something brand new. It's a, it's a true mesh that extends the web of, uh, of coverage throughout your house. And it's great because if you have a like, – it's a lot of people – would really balk at spending a thousand dollars to make uh, make a the house into a Wi-Fi wonderland. But you know what? You're you got the Wi-Fi. You've got your old Wi-Fi router that uh, that you bought like ten years ago. It needed to be replaced anyway, so you bought this hundred twenty nine dollar one that you saw everybody tweeting about on, on, in October. And then you read that oh, if I buy another one of these, I can actually fix that coverage problem in the bedroom. And then by the end of two years, you do have a thousand dollars worth of these, and you have awesome coverage everywhere. Uh, so that's kind of cool. It's uh, similar to uh, a product that I'm. I had a hard time understanding. Uh, the Eero, for instance, is another mesh uh, wireless network, uh, and that's a pack. You can the starter kit is a pack of three modules for four hundred and fifty dollars. And I always kind of when I was looking at that, I was thinking, okay, but let's say let's break it down this way. Let's say that someone comes up to me and say it says that I want to improve the internet coverage in my house. I have a budget of four hundred and fifty dollars. Would I tell them to buy three Eros, or would I tell them that okay, here is the simple switching and networking gear I think you'd like I think you should buy and actually you'll still have sixty dollars left that you can buy Kentucky Fried Chicken for the whole family twice uh, as your as you're laying cables and as you're plugging things in uh, but uh, so that's that's less expensive than uh, than the Eero uh, the other nice thing and this is something that Droid Life uh, points out that uh, this could be a really interesting schema for uh, Google home automation or Internet of Things because uh, if they're creating a if you're creating a mesh by deploying these boxes throughout your house, not only are you creating really great Wi-Fi coverage, you're also allowing various location services to get to solve a multivariable question and therefore really be able to pinpoint the person who's carrying this phone or wearing this watch where are they exactly inside this house? And so if I've got a notification, is there a Chromecast screen in that room with them that I can put that, instead of flashing it to every single screen of the house, can I just simply flash to the screen that they are actually in? Um, and uh, I mean, that, uh, so that's, it's an interesting idea. And maybe this, and this is exactly the sort of stuff that people like me tend to do when we start to get, uh, over over caffeinated and we've had too much soda and cookies and we're now excited about a media event saying oh but maybe they're gonna like they're gonna start including it in every copy of people magazine and so even your your recycling pile will actually be a, a bluetooth le beacon that lets you i don't know uh, but even if it's a decent 129 twenty nine dollar wi-fi router that would be pretty cool beans um the last the last thing i'll just mention in passing this is something i just found because uh, uh the next web web and fandroid uh just just discovered this google has on the on the google uk twitter account just uh, three or four hours ago tweeted uh, a, a gif of the current google cardboard uh, an outline of it and comments with the date range this just simply says nine slash twenty nine sixteen hyphen ten slash oh one slash sixteen which 
says nothing about what might possibly be happening. You might think it's kind of weird that they would make any sort of announcement about Google Cardboard, which is another big part of their educational initiative, just a few days before they're going to have the world stage. And again, in the my full over-caffeinated, over-sugared, beard-stroking mode, I'm thinking maybe they're doing the rundowns for what they were planning to do, spend their two hours on Tuesday talking about. They realize we've, we're overloading the show. Let's take cardboard, which is not terribly important, and we'll just put out a graphic and we'll release it, put something on the blog page and put that out on Friday so that we'll have, okay, good. Now we've got another 23 minutes and now the show is only one hour over. <laughs> All I can say is next week's material podcast is going to be off the charts. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll we'll see. We did get a, I think, a price for the Google Home, which was also going to be 129, which is cheaper than the Echo. Yep. Um, and so, uh, people, everyone was tweeting out at me saying, "Yasmin's already lined up at Best Buy to to get Google <laughs> Home." Um, but you know, like I said, I was a little disappointed with Google Assistant, but whatever. I'm probably still going to buy Google Home anyways. So. We we will find out. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Right here in I mean, there's going to be at least one in your house. The second this thing ships, and not <laughs> at a least day later. one. At least one. <laughs> if not two, <laughs> maybe three. You just don't understand. Yes, I, there's going to be one because my daughter like talks to Google, wants to talk to Google all the time. If I don't know the answer to something, let's ask Google. And I'm like, Google Home, please, so I don't have to get my phone out. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I got to tell you. So I'm going to be in New York like pretty much all next week. And that's uh, that's one. Of the, if, the thing is, it, had I if had I known what I knew now, I would be you know I, how I said I did I couldn't travel to. I think I would like now to travel to San Francisco for this event because <laughs> it seems like it's worth my time. But as as is hey, hey, now, hey, I'm I'll lo- take your ticket. No, no, I've, I've, but 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 I'm also like okay. Well, you know, Google has that really cool office in Soho. And I've got to know somebody at Google that will let me into a room somewhere and let me play with whatever it is they're showing off. And when I tell them that I will also have I also have an iPhone 7 Plus that I'm going to be carrying around and testing and taking pictures, isn't that a good reason for you to let me have the new Pixel phone so I could do the same things <laughs> with that phone as well? Uh, it's like it's 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 terrible. I, I, I try to I try to maintain just. Uh, uh, four grams of dignity but when it's like i've do i know somebody didn't i say hello to a janitor when i picked up my google glass is he still working there and does he remember me and ken does he know somebody who can get me in because right now i don't know i don't know people inside the new york office i know people like in san francisco and i don't know if they're doing anything officially but i'm like surely you're going to have some pixels in that office and can i make the can i at least make the argument that perhaps i'm a member of the legitimate working press that would like to you know, hey, you're material sub- podcast we're legitimate. i have stickers we have yes, send me a whole pack of stickers i'll give you material <laughs> stickers four stickers I i'm say, excited i'm excited it is a good time to be a google fan the the next week is going to be Ugh. really fall, interesting fall is my favorite time of the year because i'm it's super excited new Google hardware event and of course the change in the season which is going to get a lot a lot cooler and you know every four years it's not my favorite time of the year but uh but it also is a sign of showing <laughs> it's almost over it's almost over and Google Google <laughs> and of course autumn I'm talking is about hold, voting autumn is I'm talking sweetly about holding voting. that pillow over your face pressing gently saying <laughs> shh, shh 
It'll all be over soon. Soon you'll please, be at peace. Please make it over soon. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Google uh, Google is trying to help everyone this voting election. Um, we've known that they've allowed, they've provided uh, ways to how to register to vote. They really want to get everyone out there and voting. But they've also expanded just recently their voting information guides in Google search to Spanish. So that's awesome. So if you uh, are, are searching in Google, uh, como votar or inscribirse para votar, Google is going to let you know how to register to vote in Spanish. So I think that's awesome and super cool. And if you are not registered to vote, and you can vote and you're 18, like Google, please, please, please. I'm shaking my finger. Everyone else can see I'm shaking my finger. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shame you. I'm not gonna get mad. I might just be really disappointed. Okay. <laughs> just, just <laughs> please exercise your right to vote, everyone. Um, and, stay tuned for next week when we talk about the awesome hardware event. So if you don't know how to, if you do not know how to vote, go, or if you're not registered, if you don't know, go into Google, just search how to vote, how to register to vote and Google will, will take care of you. I think that short, like five minutes after like we end this podcast and I turn off Skype, I'm going to start and finish the show notes for next week. And it's going to be one line. <laughs> we talk about everything we saw four yep, hours yep, ago. Yep, it's yep. like it's, it's, it's like it's like Google is apologizing for every time they like released like they released Allo one day after we record or when they have a, an event that happens on a Thursday. It's like we're not only going to let you watch this thing before the show we're going to give you four or five hours to get a sandwich and to think about it and compose some notes and ask some people oh i've never heard that four-letter acronym before what does that stand for again oh it's it's not actually a sub premier league football match and okay good it's actually networking okay got it got it, got it. Uh, i meant to ask do we have a link for like the live feed i didn't see it but i haven't I been looking for it We'll I, to... I feel I, I feel as though this as this more than anything else, Google's going to make sure that that feed is available, no, right. and they're not going to gonna pull any of that. I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, you must have a Chromecast or a Chrome browser to watch yeah. this feed. <laughs> oh, don't get me started, Andy. None of that. This, this yeah. can only be streamed with Safari. I will end you, Apple. I was like, aren't those those people that you're trying to market to so you can get them into your fold? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I, I, I always I always go shift into that like mean person's like, oh, you don't have engineers who know how to target just a compliant bro. Oh, that's that's fun. You know what? <laughs> Safari is a nice niche browser. And, you know, if you guys are familiar with it, I'm glad you're happy with it. No, 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 really. That's fine. So, so if we if we get it out, if we get the link, we'll uh, be tweeting it out. I'm sure if you'll follow us on Twitter, uh, Andy. Where can people follow you to see you live tweet the event? Uh, as usual, you're going to have to spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to. Ha- it's going to be a fun but very long Tuesday because I feel it, uh, timing is going to work out so that the Google event is going to end 20 minutes before I have to start Mac break. But believe you me, I'm going to be at the command center with three screens in front of me, taking furious notes and send. And with I'll, I'll I'll probably even just have like not even my address book. I'll have like an Omni Outlier document with everybody I know at Google. Where I can say, Steve. I, I don't understand how this works. Can you, can you get back to me sometime before four o'clock? We're, we're, we're going to recording material tonight. Uh, 
Uh, it's going to be uh, goodness. I'm, I'm going I'm to. I found out that uh, you can buy five pound bags of gummy bears on Amazon pretty cheap. I'm going to have to buy a couple of those just to make sure I'm amped up for the entire day. Have you read the reviews on those? <laughs> Uh, I don't suggest that because you won't be able to record that night. You'll be okay. you'll be somewhere else, over in pain. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll put it. Are, are, are they good it? flinging bears? Because if, if I yeah, like if I can like lick it and then fling it against like the glass door that separates the living room from the studio, and like get points for in them sticking, that could almost be. I'll get the sugar high without the there we go without the, without 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 the, without the reason why Elvis died on the privy problem. And Russell, where can people find you on the cyber? The autopsy report talked of a clay-like substance that was... I I shouldn't go into that. Yasmin, you're wrong. I never said anything about the cyber. You're wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to make an election reference. The cyber is very hard. The cyber is very hard. And uh, if you try really hard, if you can crack the cyber, like like my son does, you know, he's very good at the the computer stuffs, Um, you can go to twitter.com slash rustyself and rustyshelf, sorry, and I'm still deciding whether I'm going to get up for this event because judging by the timing that Andy's given me, this is going to be very early in the Australian morning, like 2 or 3 a.m. So if you see me on there, just just be nice because I'm losing a lot of sleep. And if you don't see me on there, well, I'm sleeping. And that's that's just how it is. <laughs> we, we will not let you sleep. Uh, you know, Al, Andy and I are going to be aloe messaging you, Slack messaging you <laughs> all over. We, we, will, we will wake you up and be like, wake up. Look at the new hardware. So shiny. Hey, we you know promise what, you Russell? that our, our stickers are going to be judgmental and scornful if you're not awake. <laughs> what do you think of this face, Scornful, Russell? judgmental stickers, Russell. Do you want to face that first thing in the morning? <laughs> it depends whether you guys want this on the show. Well, my, my opinion about it is the... <laughs> well, right. well, we'll have to. We'll have to. Should, I would say we would do it live, but we're not. We're not going to be doing, doing that because don't, I'm don't supposed to be to at work during that time. <laughs> 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 not committing. Not committing. And you can find me on at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. You can find us at Material Podcast on Twitter, and you can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Hey, send us uh, some feedback on email at materialpodcast at gmail dot com. Until next time. Stay material and be careful of the cyber. Listeners, we have a really exciting update for you. Uh, Andy had a brainwave. Yasmin actually hinted at it. I finally consented. We are going to do next week's episode of Material live on The Hangouts. The crowd goes wild. (laughs) You'll be able to see video footage of us. You'll be able to see reactions. You'll be able to listen to it while you're sitting at home. You can see Yasmin's new haircut. <laughs> we're not going to do it live during the event because uh, yes, we're going yes, to be thank you thinking. For mentioning that. I'm saying that, but uh, it's even better because we record at like 8 p.m. on the East Coast. You're you've had uh, much of the United States of America, at least. You've had dinner. There's n- probably nothing good on on Tuesday night. I'm probably insulting a great show because I don't watch TV on Tuesday night. But it's a good time to just digest whatever us. you had this for dinner. Really listen, watch. <laughs> and see how hyper we actually look like when we're talking about things that excite us. Uh, so uh, just go to Material's uh, website. We will have a link to uh, the streaming we'll the URL, the, to, the, to the cyber that we're going to well, be I, It's very hard, but we'll building. figure out the cyber and get a link in the show I'll, notes. I'll get my young son. And you'll have it. He'll get on it. He's good at the computers. You get your son to help us out. He'll have a I'll link get, to the cyber know, uh, in the, the notes of the show. The document, the show document. <laughs>
the, the show document. So, so there's going to be a link in there. Again, it's not going to be live during the event, but it's actually going to be live at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern and sometime like 9.30 in the morning Australia time. I have no idea. 9.30 Adelaide, 9 o'clock in Sydney. You'll, when you click on this link, which will be in the cyber, it will in work. the, it will in the show you. document, it will work because I'm good at the cyber and it will actually tell you when it's on. Mexico will pay for the firewall. I guarantee it. <laughs> Wait, it's not actual a real wall with fire around it? Oh. Was That's what that? Hillary would have you believe. But I know better. I've, made, I've set fires <laughs> all over the world. Some of the biggest fires ever. People love my fires. They never... Their house gets on fire. They never want to leave. They don't leave the house. They love the fire so much. <laughs> and afterward, I have a nice clean plot of land to build bathroom facilities for my next hotel, golf course, or casino. I know how to close these deals. <laughs>